I'm here to speak on items PH3 and RE8, uh, both sponsored by the mayor, who again is not here, who's asking the city to grant some form of preferential treatment. So in light of the recent revelations in the Miami Herald that the mayor has been secretly paid to push the agenda of private special interest in the city, I would ask that the commission not move forward on any item sponsored by the mayor that provides special benefits, financial or otherwise, until such time as the mayor appears before this commission and the public to represent that he has no private business arrangements with any of the entities or individuals involved in each and every item. The commission should actually require the mayor to sign an affidavit under the penalty of perjury for each of his items on every agenda, explicitly stating that he's not being personally paid to lobby the city. I'll, I also want to speak on the disorderly conduct item. Uh, it, I think it's way too broad. I think it's an assault on free speech. And also, I do want to say, I think Commissioner Joe Correa should resign. I think you're a criminal, and shame on you. Thank you. Welcome back to Why Are We Like This, the podcast that treats Florida like the active crime scene it is. I'm your host, David Quinones. We are live. We're in person. I love this shit, man. We're in the studio. I'm shoulder to shoulder for the first time in like what feels like forever with my homie, uh, co-host, Tomas Kennedy. Hello, Tomas. Hey, how, how are you all? Doing well. Like and we're all getting COVID right now. Yeah. <laughs> While Tomas and I are live in studio, we are also joined in virtual space by our other co-hosts, zooming in from the desiccated sepia wasteland that is New York, the Furiosa, <laughs> to my Morton Joe, right. Gerald Doherty. Jerry, what's up, man? Uh, I'm good. It's not orange anymore. And anything you can say that <laughs> is, is a good one, man. Witness me! <laughs> so, I don't want to belabor introductions because our guest today is an old friend, returning champion, and I even wrote this shit down, not known for staying quiet in the studio before being formally introduced. So let's just dispatch with the formalities. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who Billy Corbin is, I don't know what to tell you, man. Go hit up Wikipedia. Google is your friend. Billy, welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. And for those of you listening and not watching, you cannot see the t-shirt magic happening in this room right now. A lot of t-shirt magic. Yeah, Billy's yeah. wearing an FTX Miami shirt. Yep. I am, an FTX Miami shirt. Hey, you're wearing a uh, a Miami, I get mine every morning, the Miami Herald. This is a reproduced through my own Photoshop uh, via T Public skills, um, a 1984 Miami Herald sales team uh, pep rally t-shirt that they used to get the, the, back when the Herald was a fucking business and made money and sold mm. things and was actually a part of the community instead of just a ragtag group of real reporters who were just trying really fucking hard to not lose their jobs. So, And yeah. I told uh, uh, Tomas for his birthday, I'm gonna get him a second t-shirt. So he'll own <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing the shirt that it's I coming. always wear it's, it's, when I see Billy. This is, uh, I just, Tomas to me is like, dresses like an action figure. It's just the same <laughs> clothes, every every same outfit, every single time. It's his, just his uniform. Yep. <laughs> so The T in Tomas stands for t-shirt, but it's only <laughs> Before we get into the show, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Billy has also made a regrettable alternative lifestyle choice of becoming a podcaster in the intervening months since the last time we talked to him. Um, Billy, you want to tell uh, everybody a little bit about, in case they don't know about Because Miami, the podcast, or tell us about anything that you're working on first? Yeah, I, I you know, there's it's not a lot of money in documentary filmmaking, so I wanted to expand into where the real money is, you know, theater and podcasting, you know. we. Uh, so I wrote a play in 2019, and now I decided to do a podcast, uh, which is incredibly unlucrative, uh, but it's a whole lot of fun. And uh, I get to partner up with my pal, Dan Lebetard, who I've known for a long time, who, of course, uh, made a declaration of independence and went out on his own 
I uh, created Meadowlark Media and got financed by uh, DraftKings and and God bless them. Built they're building a beautiful studio in downtown Miami, which is I mean it's it's a work in progress, but it's yeah. pretty it's pretty cool. Bro, and um, I was on I was on the podcast. Last week, uh, that studio's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, well. Sometimes the electricity is a problem, but yeah. it's but the the whole building is still under construction. Well, well, what are you going to do, Bill? You're going to fix the infrastructure in Miami. Yeah, it's reliable on. Miami construction is <laughs> really is really what it is. Uh, that's that what you say? The, yes, <laughs> it is what I say. But yeah, so every Friday, it's my Shabbat podcast. We uh, <laughs> it goes online. Uh, every Friday morning on Levitard and Friends uh, podcast network. It's on YouTube. It's on Apple, Spotify, etc. And I, I really want it to be. It's I don't know what it is yet. We've been at it for not quite two years, but I'm still it's still trying to find. I think its voice and its rhythm. But it's very much inspired by Neil Rogers and the golden age of uh, Miami AM talk radio. It's we. I sound ancient when I say <laughs> that. That was that phrase. The golden age of Miami AM talk radio. I understand there's radios and cars that are not even going to have pick up AM we, we anymore. Gotta, so. We got to do a Neil Rogers episode one day. That guy is an underrated, important historical we media have figure. Yes, definitely. The shtick, you know, with the parody songs that we mm -hmm. do about hyper-local characters. And what's incredibly uh, depressing is that um, my producing partner, Alfred Spellman, who's a degenerate Neil Rogers fan, he actually called in the show a couple times. He hasn't recorded on cassette. He was so excited. <laughs> but there's a, there's a, a, a small group of, of degenerate diehard uh, Neelys who have – acquired so many of the tapes through the years and have started an online archive. And so Alfred's constantly listening to Neil Rogers episodes. And what's so disturbing is that it just sounds like today. Yeah. It's the same fucking names. It's Suarez and Carroyo and Diaz La Portilla and Hijo de Puta and Jimenez and Regalado. And, yeah. and it's just these dynastic, you know, political, uh, uh, crime families that have been uh, just plaguing and, and victimizing this community for generations. It's boring Game of Thrones with all the sexiness. Yeah. yeah, it's Game of Thrones with iguanas instead yeah. of dragons. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Sucks. different types of titties, old man titties. Yep. Um, so let's get into it. <laughs> this is going to be, look, if you didn't already know, this is going to be, we got Billy here, this is going to be a Miami heavy episode. This is going to be South Florida heavy episode. We've got to get through a lot of stuff, including today's Miami City Commission meeting, right. which comes amid no shortage of scandals, local, national, and international. But Billy, first, before we get to that, I know this guy, hate to put you on the spot, mm. but he's in a little bit of a hot water, mm. and you're one of my more successful friends. Um, you're doing well. It's really awkward to ask for money from people, and like, especially live on a podcast, but I promise this guy's good for it. Do you have a spare $64 million sitting around that my homie can borrow from me? Uh, no, I have $63.5 million, though. Oh, that should work, actually. I think you'll yeah. be all right with that. Oh, the legal fees. Come on. But. Plus plus legal fees. <laughs> yeah. How's he, how's he going to get How's he gonna get any, you know, there's got to be a little bit of top line. Yeah, Come yeah. on, man. He's got he's to make a little bit on the front end. Of course, we're talking about the beacon of civic integrity, Joe Carroyo, <laughs> the Miami City Commissioner. Witch hunt. <laughs> witch, full witch hunt. Who's one of our favorite local scumbags, uh, who has recently found himself on the wrong end of a nearly $64 million judgment in favor of local business owners who he targeted for political retribution and used city resources to harass and hinder. Uh, weaponized, weaponized, weaponized city agencies, police, fire code. Can you only imagine you're a business owner and you supported his opponent in an election. And the next thing you know, you have cops coming in, falsely arresting your staff. They're shutting down your business to the tune of lost revenue of nearly $30 million. And you're, there's nothing you can do about it. And I, this is the this is their commissioner. It's like, I mean, like, yeah. aren't you, I'd be like, aren't you supposed to be kissing my ass? I'm a small business person. You, you like, know what's even crazier than that, though? I, I was talking about this with, with Robert earlier. 
because we had uh, we did a press conference on Tuesday with small business owners and other residents and stakeholders in the community denouncing this criminal. Um, and the guy from Sandwich, the the the, the sandwich restaurant, in Miami. Sandwich the oh. Miami, the, the Cuban sandwich shop in Little Havana was there, and he was harassed and pretty much driven to. He he basically had to get food stamps. He said yeah. because he was so financially distraught, and he was targeted only because he rents his property from Bill Fuller, the owner yeah. of Ball and Chain. So it wasn't that he was just attacking Bill Fuller, who supported his political opponent, which he has every right to do so in this country but he was also attacking like just other business owners that have nothing to do with it that just rented from this guy complete collateral damages brought this cuban family to almost the brink of financial ruin insane well that's the thing about you know bill fuller and his uh his uh business partner martin pania uh, ball and chain is of course the brand that everybody kind of knows and associates oh this is the ball and chain lawsuit there's actually two Ball and chain federal civil lawsuits. Uh, this is only the first, <laughs> the first one of them. Uh, the second one has been even more costly as far as attorneys' fees are concerned, and that is one hundred percent the city's responsibility, including the the verdict, which I anticipate. It's the same set of facts and the same witnesses, so right. I expect they will win this case as well, and that will come right out of the taxpayers' ass to the tune of I anticipate about uh, probably fifty five zero million dollars, and and that's the thing here. It's like these guys are property owners in Little Havana, very prominent, successful property owners. So it wasn't just the one bar that they were targeting. It was it was every parcel that they were uh, that that they were affiliated with, that their families owned or co-owned, and then their tenants, the business owners or people who lived or worked at those properties, uh, became targets uh, as well. And and I mean, you literally had because this was this was a First Amendment lawsuit. So the jury found after thirty days of trial, after two dozen witnesses. Okay, this was insane. Uh, they determined that. It was uh, it was clear that Joe Carollo had violated the First Amendment rights of, of these business owners, but also, and this will come up in the second trial, they violated the city violated their private property rights, mm. right? They not only retaliated against them for their political speech, but they also closed down their businesses in retaliation and thus depriving them of their ability to enjoy the, their property, the fruits of their right. labor, to to make a living utilizing that property. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but a place where the government deprives, steals people's businesses. Sounds familiar. And, it sounds like things that we're shuts, warned and, about every and, couple of years. And, and and retaliates against them for political revenge. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's a very familiar Far story. be it for me to, to compare so, it to uh, to that beautiful island uh, <laughs> 90 miles south of Florida that, that a tyrannical tin pot dictator turned into a tropical gulag. But it turns out that Miami has a Fidel Castro of our own. And it is uh, Pollo Carollo. Uh, uh, Joe Carollo, who I, I should mention to this day, I believe, has the unique distinction of being the youngest city of, Mi of Miami commissioner ever elected. And that was maybe. in 1979 when I was one year old. And here we are 44 years later. Yeah. And his reign of terror is still and it's the same fuckery. Let's yeah. be let's be clear. It's not like he's getting worse. He's getting better. He's get, it is the absolute same bullshit. The man is a cancer. And and what just like a cancer, 
it, it gets to the point where if you radiate it enough, it goes into remission and disappears for like a decade. That's happened to him repeatedly. But this is his ninth life politically. <laughs> this is his ninth. Like he can't because it's not like he's going to go away now and then run again in 10 years. He's done. He's too old. He's too tired. He's, he's, he's not in good health. So he needs to hold on at all costs. And let me tell you right now. And, and, and Tomas made this point very vividly and, and appropriately and accurately at the press conference the other day. What we learn from the from from these facts, from this evidence, from these witnesses and, and these exhibits is that Joe Carollo did not act alone. And what's so fucking crazy about what happened today in City Hall is this is the first city commission meeting since that bombshell verdict, sixty three and a half million dollars against Joe Carollo for corruption, for yeah. violating the plus, Constitution plus of the United fees. States. OK, and they were all pretending like it didn't happen like it was a they're sitting up there with him voting on shit like this is just a normal day co-sponsoring like, anti-free co speech we're, items like we're through the looking glass like all of us are in a world well, that, that, in which that's why i appreciate it and i want to i want to let you talk about it tomas well, that's why i appreciate it somebody pulling the looking glass off or pulling the shades off of people's eyes it, it, it sometimes somebody needs to stand up and say the obvious shit about things in the room and that's what you did today do you want to like Talk a little bit about about how that went down. You attending today's city commission meeting again with uh, Mr. Negative sixty three million dollar bank account, uh, Joe Carroyo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I went to speak on on something related to the mayor, which we're gonna get to. But basically, you know, the Francis Suarez Ponzi Postalita has been caught receiving secret payments from developers to we fast track their up. projects. We got that you know, coming and, up. Yeah, and you know, I, it was I, I got to give credit to Billy. It was his idea. I went there to ask that anytime that the mayor has an item before the commission, and he's never there, by the way, he yeah, wasn't there today, right. <laughs> he's never there, that that not only he be present, but that he be forced to sign an affidavit under like penalty of perjury that basically swears that he has no uh, financial, uh, he's not getting a, 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 any income out of it, right? He's not getting paid to lobby the city for this item because we cannot trust him yeah. uh, uh, otherwise. You know, he was getting paid $170,000 by a developer to fast track a luxury uh, building. And you know did. what I mean? And, and he did, right? <laughs> yeah. the, the zoning, Quid pro and quote. The zoning right director there. of the city was blocking this project and after an email from the, the the mayor's office, the red tape was lifted. If that's yeah. not bribery. I'm not really yeah. sure if there is such a thing anymore. And look, look, this is beyond just a hustle, right? What people have to realize is these people are elected to get the best deal out of anybody that goes before the commission for any sort of item or negotiation. Right. And they're getting paid by us, the taxpayers, to 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 be in that position, and they chose to run for it. So if they're getting paid by an entity or business or developer or whatever that's lobbying the city on those items, we cannot trust them to represent us because they have a conflict of interest. And I think it's fair at this point that we should all default to if Francis Suarez is sponsoring an item that gives some kind of special benefit, financial or otherwise, yeah. to the it should be assumed the, that it, there is some that he's being paid right. That he should the, 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 he should have to exactly. yeah he should have to come in and prove effectively or you know under the penalty of perjury that he is not the burden of proof as far as I'm concerned at this point is on him. He yeah. is the public official. Yeah. Uh, you know to Tomas's point. Yeah, and to add insult to injury. That, that's the slogan at the city yeah, of Miami. Yeah, to add insult to injury, 
they're also sponsoring, uh, introducing an item today that passed, uh, I think, 4-0 four, or 4-1. Four 4-1. Four yeah. um, that basically makes it a, a, a disorder, uh, it makes it a disorderly conduct uh, to act up in a public park and it's 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 completely targeted well, against my friday Shit. It's, it's completely <laughs> it's it's completely targeted against protest yeah. or demonstrations in our public parks that we own right. and it, it is an obvious reaction to the to the uh stunt the 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 chickens. protest that, that we Boyo did Carollo. with chickens yeah. against joe carollo's Absolutely. grifter cats and dogs park that we you know was a million dollar boondoggle for one of his wife's friends. I mean, you know, we, we've talked about this in this podcast before, but it's it's a reaction to that because that was in a public park and yeah. the chicken ended up having, uh, the, 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 the chicken man that was arrested ended up having his charges dropped. Under this item, those charges would have stuck. And Joe Carollo was one of the sponsors yeah. and there were fellow commissioners that co-sponsored this item with him. Uh, to Billy's point, they're out there not talking about what happened with the lawsuit, <laughs> not talking about the fact that city agencies were weaponized, not talking about how compromised the city attorney is and all this, which by the way, we should talk about, you know, taking away not only our, our property rights, but our first amendment rights in, in, in city property that we own that's public and just pretending that nothing happened, that everything's okay and that this guy is just a fellow commissioner that you know, she should be treated with deference, you know, and, and respect. Collegial respect. Yes. Exactly. Let, let me be crazy. clear. Last week, Joe Carollo was convicted, we could say, but really held liable by a federal civil jury for violating the First Amendment rights of these property owners and weaponizing the city, virtually the entire city no. government to do it. And the first meeting back, they pass a blatantly unconstitutional ordinance to violate the First, <laughs> the Amendment, First Amendment rights, rights of, oh, oh, of and, their of their residents. And they unveiled the words "In God We Trust" uh, uh, behind the day. Well, that was the most what important an accomplishment. Thing. That was wow. the most important. And Manolo thing, Reyes is shame, you know tweeting. Shame on, shame on Manolo Reyes. Shame on Manolo Reyes. It's true what 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 former Miami Police Commissioner, uh, Police Chief, Art Acevedo said. He is part of the three headed monster with Joe Carollo and Alex Diaz Laportia, who gleefully. And and by by monthly or by weekly violate the charter of the city of Miami and violate the rights of its residents, visitors and business owners. And right. for anybody who like, oh, he's the good one. Or there's I mean, by the way, low bar. It's yeah. like being the tall, it's like low, being the tallest low. Corbin. You the know, bar, like, the bar is in hell. You know. The bar is in hell. Yeah, it's it's outrageous. And, okay. and 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 they're all complicit. Let me be clear, because if does nobody want to talk about the fact that the city was weaponized, that that's what the right. jury found. Who in code enforcement needs to be held responsible? I can tell you right now, Art yeah, Acevedo. Remember, Art Acevedo was fired. City of Miami Police Chief Art Acevedo, who got fired after he called out the corruption of the three-headed monster uh, on the dais. Turns out now it's a five-headed monster, by the way. It's the whole fucking city hall. But he specifically testified that the one of the main capos if you will or or enforcers I think that's fair. I think for this fair. operation yeah. consigliere Listen it's a Rico it's a, yeah. it's it's a it is absolutely a racketeering <laughs> organization masquerading as a municipal government that is what Miami is and uh he said that the guy who was in the head of the task force who was an assistant police chief at the time they realized uh, as soon as Acevedo came in they realized he was not going to play ball he yeah. thought this was shady as fuck okay he hadn't even sworn in yet and he had already been invited 
by the city manager and Joe Carollo to go on one of his creepy midnight stakeouts to go yeah. like, oh, you got to look out for these guys. These are the bad guys. You know, and he's like, what am I doing where, here? Where was Acevedo you know? coming from? Houston? Where was he? he was, or did he go to Houston? I forget. No, but no. It, he was from, he was the chief. Yeah. Formerly yeah, and the, it, yeah. It, it, it was just a real culture shock, I think, for him to be like, oh, no, this is just well, how, what we do here. I don't know if you heard shit. Joe Carollo said he's not a real Cuban is yeah. what he said. Yeah. I don't know what qualifies as a real Cuban. But Joe Carollo was not. It's yeah, not a Miami. It, and Joe Carollo's like he grew up in Chicago. He grew up in Chicago. And, and, off, dude. and he didn't even go to high school. He went into school yeah. like Broward or some shit. But uh, irregardless, I would love for him to say that to Joey Coco Diaz <laughs> that he's not a real Cuban because like, he's from New Jersey. What the fuck? Yeah, he also anyway, sounds Italian. He gets a lot more work playing Italians <laughs> than, than yeah. Coco plays uh, plays Cubans. Like he's like, no, I swear I'm Cuban. I swear it. I swear I am. Let me tell you about doing blow with my cat. Oh God, I love that man. Uh, so I love this he's man. A, I got the first well, one of the first times I got secondhand. Stone was getting hot boxed in Coco in his studio doing his podcast. And I realized I was <laughs> I was telling a story and I was like in the story and I was like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm talking about. And I forgot like the end. I, I didn't forget the end of the story. I forgot to tell the end of the story. And it was only like driving home later when I was like, oh shit, I don't think I finished. Should I, I call in? And I don't think I finished story? that story. Like I did this whole fucking long story. Because he's a raconteur. That's the great thing about Joe. He's not like, he's not like yeah. a set-up punchline guy. He's no, like no, a no. raconteur. He tells you a story. It's the, the journey, you know? And so I, I tried to do that on his show, and I realized I just drifted. I just fucking, my brain just melted. It was uh, it was wild. Uh, ir- I, I digress. Um, ir- irregardless. Irregardless, yeah. Joey Coco D um, is clearly a better hang than Joe Carrillo. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Far and away. Are you kidding? In the realm of real Cubans. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, get some get some Chiba Chews and not, uh, you know, wife beaters. Uh, so, so so right before right before um, we had a little extended break for a moment, we were about to get to Tomas. Well, this like, is what this led is, Tomas. No, to but this point. is the yeah. point, though, is that right. what, what Acevedo said was they started to work around him. The city manager, Art Noriega, uh, Joe Carollo, they knew that Acevedo was going to play ball. So who was who helped them in their in their unconstitutional operation, Manny Morales, mm. who at the time was the assistant chief, but is now the chief. Because when they fired uh, Acevedo, who, who was sworn in to the Godfather theme song yeah. played <laughs> Joe, via Joe phone by Joe Carollo. Because Art Acevedo we referred clip that video. Yeah, we'll- Definitely not ideal conditions, but I, I, I'm, I'm honored and humble. I have been a, a servant of the city of Miami. Oh. <laughs> I've been a, a humble servant of the, the city of Miami for 28 years, and I look forward to the next chapter. Um, I look forward to getting to know the residents, the visitors. Art Acevedo referred to them as the Cuban Mafia, and he said the city and the police department is run by the Cuban Mafia. And uh, so Joe Carollo, when they fired this guy in a kangaroo court, or his former police chief, uh, George Colini, used to call it Carollo Court, um, Joe, uh, uh, Joe Carollo played the Godfather theme music while they swore in Manny Morales, who we now know under oath from the testimony of the former police chief, he was their and, inside man. And by so, the way, it must be said. One of the reasons why they went after Acevedo is be- because he called them a Cuban mafia. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're playing like this. Song like one of the, the most way, famous mafia movies of all time. My, my favorite Impunity. moment, my favorite moment during the trial, uh, I went there for a bunch of days. It was fantastic. My favorite novella. And um, it was like someone was spending millions of dollars for a Netflix series just for me, like, <laughs> you know, just for me. And so I'm I'm sitting here and Art Acevedo is on this very tense cross-examination and Carollo's, one of Carollo's team of defense lawyers says to him, like starts to challenge him on this inappropriate remark about Cuban mafia. And and Acevedo goes, yes, 
and I stand by it. It's the reason we're here right now. It was like so obvious, and people were chuckling because it was like, but it's like, yeah, like, yes, of course it is. You know, that's exact. I call it the Miami Mafia because yeah. it's not just. No, it's the not Cubans. just Cubans. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Christine King. Yeah. If you want to play uh, ball, they'll yeah. let you play ball. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, the friends and family plan, no question. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing is that you have to blame in a, in, a, in a criminal racketeering organization, you have to look at who not just the enablers are, but the complicit and unnamed co-conspirators. And there is no one more responsible than the consigliere. Yes. Because under Tom Hagen, under under the the sort of like the, the shield of law, of an officer of the court and the rule of law, they justify and come up with crazy defenses for every corrupt and criminal act that these city officials and commit. And they get them off the hook. And that is Vicky Mendez, who I've always referred to as a mob lawyer. And people are saying, oh, that's being hyperbolic. And it's like, well, Absolutely now not. you've had now you've had a jury determine that that's exactly what she is. So you have this woman who is a witness, by the way, in, in the second ball and chain case. She's already been deposed under oath. She is, according to the evidence presented in the in in the first trial, and no doubt there's more of it in the second trial. Bill Fuller told me they only presented 50% of their evidence and in this that's case. That's all they needed to win. Okay, that's all they needed to win $63.5 million. Imagine if they presented the rest of it. They might have gotten $200 million, but long story even longer, this, she can't give legal advice yeah. to the city. She is conflicted out, I, but there's no ethics. There's no, I mean, she should be disbarred for what she's doing. Any responsible lawyer would come to say, Dave, listen, Unfortunately, I can't be a witness and, a, and an unnamed co-conspirator and your attorney and at the same <laughs> I recommend you need to get independent uh, you know, outside counsel, of course. But these commissioners are not only ignorant, but they're willfully ignorant. They're not just saying, oh, I guess I believe everything the city attorney saying. They know better, but they don't want to know better. Right. Everything She is giving them statements, prepared statements that they're just parroting and regurgitating out to the media and it is bile it cannot be trusted i mean and and, and it's she's playing the shell game about how the attorney's fees the millions of dollars in attorney's fees that the city is on the hook for how that's being paid oh we have an insurance policy yeah i but heard some of that today yeah. but there's that just that just introduces a million more questions that have to be asked. The, the city commissioners, some of them know. So, I'm sorry. The city commissioners either don't know what questions to ask or don't care. They right. just want it to go away. Or, or both. But it's not going away. This is not going away. Yeah, and I think that that's probably. Because oh, there's a fucking second trial seat to, it's, it's still to be determined. I, I think that that's one of the things that makes it unique among Miami scandals is um, in the 18 years I've lived here, so many things that are akin to this tend to not have the steam, right? To, yeah, it's got legs, to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this seems to have legs. And um, that's 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 great because, you know what, nobody deserves it more than can Joe Carroll. <laughs> before, we, before we drift away from, from Vicky, can you uh, recount the testimony that former Commissioner Ken Russell gave during the trial? Because I thought that was yeah. in, uh, nuts. Yeah, Ken Russell is an interesting character because, of course, he has blood on his hands and his face and his feet. And his ass and everywhere because this idiot was there. The skateboarding he had, accident. He was <laughs> probably, yo -yo, probably, probably yo -yo a, a scooter. A scooter. <laughs> he was yo-yoing while he was on one of yo -yo these scootering and the, surfing these at the same time. These man. scooters that are just pick on one. their side on a corner that you're just supposed to pick up with an app. And I'm just like, I, every time I every time I brush by one of those, I have a final destination. Like I'm like, I see how I die if I rent this fucking thing. You know. Um, anyway, Ken Russell, who is in the midst of like this. Desperate, 
bit of reputation laundering right. uh, to tr this like kind of like revisionist history of just like, you know, this guy should be removed from all. I'm like, you were there, motherfucker. Yeah. You were there. You were yeah. voting in lockstep with this guy. What right. are you talking about? Talking about somebody who's in the, who's from one of the out groups, but was absolutely ready to play ball. Like absolutely. what we were just talking about. Are you he, not ready to play ball? Played he ball. played ball. Yeah. Okay. This is Monday morning quarterbacking a game you were in. It's, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Like, listen, how can, how can, you, you can't, it's like, it's like the conflict of interest. You can't be a pundit criticizing the government that you're in, that you were a part of, that you're a legislator. Yeah. You, have a, uh, well, you have a vote. You just well, don't go on social you, media and complain no, about it. I, I think you can if you're oppositional to the rest of your corrupt piece of shit like commissioners, but, but he, he was, never was. But no, he, he never was. was. He, was all, he was a part of it, absolutely a part of it. But now he's telling the truth. Yeah. God bless him. I know that Pat Robertson is looking up on him today and the Rest light of the Lord, the straight, light of the Lord, God, God, in God we trust. Isn't that yeah. what it says now on yeah. the, the great but, accomplishment of Manolo, uh, Manolo Reyes? But, but, but tell us the testimony. So Commissioner Ken Russell, District 2. Former. Uh, former commissioner, but at the time he was a commissioner, yeah. sitting commissioner. He, uh, so District 2 is like kind of a big deal because over 70% of all the revenue for the entire city comes from this one district. It's the money. Yeah. It's the money. And then they spread and the it. Former, and the former, I think Billy will agree with me, the former uh, representative of that district still is calling the shots, as we learned through the uh, 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 Miami Herald. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Disaster from just uh, what was that last year, right? Yeah, God, it feels ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, Mark Sarnoff was Mark Sarnoff. shamelessly corrupt, but he was in charge. Meaning, at yeah. least the D two commissioner control was the king of Miami, controlled the dais uh, and controlled the majority of votes. Then it became Joe Carollo. Here's the thing: D two is is generating well over seventy percent of the revenue for the entire city, and then spreading that wealth around to the other, the other. You know what? You know what that is, David. That's socialism it's socialism we can't have that here. so yes welfare queens that's what they, that's what uh, uh joe carollo and alex diaz la partie are they're welfare they're socialists and welfare queens uh you know stealing money from d2 and buying free groceries for their i mean this is this is this isn't communism i don't know what is but that's because everybody who calls things communism actually doesn't know what communism is gerald, so, gerald i would almost say it's neoliberalism right because there's <laughs> there's means testing you gotta the means testing is that you gotta you know be elected to public office, and then and then you get That's all the good always stuff. the big irony with neoliberalism is they pitch it as like we're unleashing the free market, but in practice, like it's just the government and private firms working hand in hand together, like <laughs> on behalf of each other's own interests. To fuck every like, to fuck everyone over. So, yeah. uh, D two commissioner at the time, Ken Russell, uh, gets a call from a constituent, a popular like pizza bar restaurant in the Brickle area, and they're like, Commissioner, I don't know what happened, like. We opened up like we do every single day. It's business as usual. We don't, you know, and they came and they shut us down. And this is crazy. Um, and we don't know what we did wrong. We don't know, you know, and that's the other thing too, is that these businesses by and large, they want to work with the city. They're like, okay, let yeah. just tell us how to remedy this. We want to open for work. We want our, our employees to be able to make a living. And, you know, in Miami, which the least affordable housing market in the entire country right now, people don't live paycheck to paycheck. They live like tip jar to tip jar. Right. Like the money they day scrape out of yeah. there every day is what go, they, that go, that does that's not money to go out and party. That's yeah. money to go home and pay rant it's and buy yeah, food for their, and, and, and clothing for their children. 
And so it's it's a fucking desperate situation here. And so nobody wants to fuck around and find out with the city government. They they don't want to fight City Hall. They want to they want to be supported. Right yeah. They want to be supported by their government to get their businesses back open again. You think the government want to do that, but not in this case. Ken Russell goes to City Attorney Vicky Mendez and says, "Hey, you know th- this constituent of mine in this district, they're responsible business owners. They've been open a long time. Th- they haven't done anything differently. That they're trying to figure out what they did wrong. They got shut down." And she said, "Oh." Well, we're being accused of targeting Bill Fuller and Martin Pena's businesses, including Taquerias and Ball oh and Chain. God. He goes, so we need to start Smoke to. We need to. It's a. It was a cover up. We need the, to the dragnet. Right. Yeah. We need to. We need to make it look like we may need to make it look like code enforcement is cracking down citywide and not just. Forget Joe's district, just these business owners in Joe Carollo's district. So she had confessed to the cover-up and confessed to the crime, which was targeting, of course, and and violating their First Amendment rights. So so when Tomas says collateral damage, that's for forget the tenants of Bill Fuller that are other people who needed who the who the city needed to target to cover up Joe Carollo's unconstitutional behavior, but that is unconstitutional and illegal behavior. And that is abu- what you're abusing you're, there is no. you're abusing uh, police powers. You're depriving people of livelihoods, liberty, property, the pursuit of freedom. I mean, this is fundamental shit in a free country, in a democracy, in a capitalist country, <laughs> or or neoliberal for that matter. Uh, By the way, uh, these are these are like, and I I almost feel like I'd, I we shouldn't have to qualify this, but like these are like really successful businesses that we're talking about. And yes. if you're outside of Miami or you're outside of South like some more than others. Yeah. Like, like some more than sandwich others. isn't like every fucking like food list in Miami. You right. know what I mean? And, like, and, and ball and chain. Renowned. But when, when, when you have a friend come from out of town and you want to show them like, you know, actors salsa like dancing, jewels. ball, ball and chain jewels. is where you go. Yeah, oh, ball and chain is historic. It's institutional. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, absolutely. So. And, and, and uh, I mean, and then Azuka are there and all the and union beer and bar Nancy. There's like all the people don't go to Calle Ocho. Because of politicians. No. They go because of these businesses. They go for the culture, the Cuban culture. They go for the food. They go for the music. They go for the art and the entertainment. And that's what these guys cultivate. And that's what they support. And uh, some of them are small business owners. Some of them are successful. You know, some of them are guys who can afford to finance a multi-million dollar federal civil case as spring training. Yeah. As as dress rehearsal for their second multi million dollar federal and, and that is case. my that's my point that I they, wanted to get to is no. that, that I, I feel like there are uh, and uh, again like this is conjecture on my point uh, on my part but can you imagine how many people driving down the Flagler corridor of Little Havana for instance that is less for those who don't know less moneyed part of town right than than the very tourist friendly Gallocho mm-hmm. how many people how many small business owners have had to deal with this iron fist in invisible ways mm. that we'll never even know about yeah. that all that are happening conversations in Spanish yeah. that that who knows for how long they've it, had to deal it, with it, this it, you know uh, uh, Annette Tadeo made this point at the press conference this week rather rather beautifully she's like you shouldn't have to be a multimillionaire to get justice to right. buy to be able to when she, when she says buy justice she means just finance a lawsuit to get your day in court to be heard. And that's why the ultimate villain is the mentor of city attorney Vicky Mendez, Catherine Fernandez Rundle, mm-hmm. the state attorney, the top cop in Miami-Dade County for the last 30, three zero uh, years. Completely useless, Our only prosecutor since Janet cop. Reno yeah. left for the Clinton administration in 1990, what, three? 
for fuck's sake. And so 30 years later, if you want to know, and this is a, not a sexy answer because people always ask me, Billy, why is Miami so fucked up and corrupt? I'm like, let me give you the unsexy answer. The state attorney. If you look at, if you want to know what's wrong with a place, you don't look at, at what changes. You look at the constants that what's fucking it up. And when your top cop abdicates her responsibility to pursue public corruption cases and accountability in the public sector, you are going to see an explosion of that kind of fuckery, which is exactly what's happened. People know politicians know police know that they're going to get away with shit because she's not going to pursue it. And so what do they do? They do shit. That's yeah. what, you know, and it's, let's call it the broken windows theory well, a, of, a, of a, uh, corruption. A few, a few yeah. years ago, a friend of mine, and I think probably a friend of your guys is too, I'm not sure though, uh, Melba Pearson ran against Catherine Fernandez yeah. Rundle. And she made the point, I interviewed her on a podcast and she made the point, okay, let's look over the last, you know, 30 years, I think at that point of, of uh, Catherine Fernandez Rundle's record. Do you think that no Miami police officers have done anything wrong or is it more likely that there have been at least some that have done things that are wrong and just not get prosecuted? And that is another part of her record. She has never once. Uh, I think that maybe that changed just recently in the last yeah, year. She has After never. She got, got a credible. No, no, no. Like she, has, she has never. She has never. 30 years. She has never charged a law enforcement officer for an on-duty killing. Ever, That's right. never, ever. And it's not for a lack of not such for a lack incidents. Of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In fact, it started happening a lot more. And the reason it started happening a lot more is because there's no accountability. There's or no people know they can get away with it. And in fact, uh, in fact, the message is also you're more likely to be charged for abusing but not killing someone <laughs> than you are if you leave no witnesses behind. So that's a message that's of impunity. That's a pretty perverse incentive it's a, structure. It's a message of impunity that, <laughs> that the top cop sends to the public sector in this community. She just arrested last year and Governor DeSantis removed him from office. Miami-Dade County Commissioner Joe Martinez mm -hmm. for accepting $15,000 in payments. And if I'm not mistaken, before he was even a county commissioner, those yeah. payments are great. But you've been top, you've been the prosecutor in this, in Miami-Dade County. For 30 years, and the, the most corruption That's you can find you can find? now is $15,000. We know that, that Francis Suarez got $170,000 right. from a developer that he helped. I want to transition to that, actually, now that you say that. because I was, oh, You're not allowed to transition to Florida anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to get on a plane to Sweden yes. to find a legal transition and hopefully be um, you know have my, uh, my, my points recognized by the Department of Motor Vehicles when I get back here on my license. <laughs> but look, I was trying to imagine a guy, all right? I was trying to imagine a guy, the guy who attended the NFT conference in 2022. And Me! I, yes. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine the guy who had a- um, We did got, send the truck there. <laughs> who had- three. There was who, an NFT conference this year. It was not well attended, I, but, I, they, yeah, but they no, were there. I, heard, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw them. I also noticed that they were um, plugging their previous year's speakers on their homepage. Like, yeah. just, like, uh, well, they got Francis. Make of the, I know. Year, they again. managed to pull him out. That's what I want to get to. So you're that guy, right? And let's say that you're walking through Wynwood and one of our famously um, brittle pieces of infrastructure falls on your head, knocks you out for a year. And you wake up today and you were, you were heavily, first of all, heavily invested in NFTs uh, and Bitcoin and oh, a number no. of, actually, if you were invested in Bitcoin, you're probably okay right now, but that's um, another story. Uh, well, it depends on what you bought. But let's say that you yeah. were inspired by this upstart, um, you know, radical mayor who took his position and decided to, uh, maybe. How can I help, bro? Maybe. How can Take I help, up, bro? bro. At maybe, according to, again, the Politico article that was from a year ago, mm. maybe a dark horse run for president? Holy shit. And you wake up today 
and open up some uh, your Google and try and find out like, oh, how's my favorite politician been doing recently? Mm-hmm. So quick rundown on Suarez since you got knocked out. His city attorney seems to have been running a scam with her husband. Uh, to fleece old folks out of their home. We left that part out when we're talking about Vicky. There's so much Vicky fuckery. Mendes, wait, 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 wait. His former... <laughs> Vicky Mendes is city attorney that he's referring to. His, his former aide, Rene Pedrosa, has pleaded guilty to getting child porn sent to him by a 16-year-old boy. Uh, that was after he was arrested for not just the child porn, right. but for molesting that 16-year-old boy in the mayor's conference room on the second floor of City Hall, that, and he used his position to lure that boy under the guise of, oh, maybe you'll get a job in City Hall. Right, but no, we, I gotta, but what I have to do as a parent is be careful taking my kid to, you know, drag queen yeah. brunch hours. That's, City Hall that's is a, what you have to be careful of. <laughs> and now okay, even, not more, a drag queen. even more direct and recent allegations of corruption that we've alluded to already from Elaine Devay. I pulled this from Elaine Devay's political cortaditos. Uh, quote, Suarez won't say who gifted him the $30,000 in tickets and events related to the recent Formula One races last month. Uh, and then there are the bribes. The Miami Herald uncovered recently that Suarez was paid $10,000 a month, a total of $170,000 by Location Ventures, which we just uh, uh, alluded to. The developer. And we def- should score this. Someone should drop a beat. Should free, uh, freestyle <laughs> beat right now. And put it in, we'll yeah, do it in we'll post. Just- Despite this, <laughs> Ladera reports that uh, five key Suarez staffers. How about this, Billy? I don't know if you've read this or not. That five key uh, Suarez staffers have taken. I'm a, I'm a Miami Dade County Public Schools graduate. <laughs> have taken. Uh, I'm a functioning un- illiterate, David. Have taken unpaid leave through at least August, forming the contours of a campaign team. And Suarez held a fundraiser at the Epic Hotel for a super PAC called America for Everyone. He's running. Sound familiar? Suarez's own personal pack, Miami for everyone. Um, we'll start seeing more because of, of Suarez in the public really soon, which I can't wait to see because apparently he's starting a national media tour and a national speaking tour. And you know what really sucks about that? <laughs> it gives me no pride to say this. <laughs> I am not the preeminent. I am not the wisest, but I am the only expert on Francis Suarez. So I fear as what about he, Xavier? I fear Javier. as he raises his profile that I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna get calls from you, like you have Joy Joy and Reed calling you just like, like yeah. we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun with this. Like yeah there's gonna be a hysterical. lot of attention down here. Yeah. It's like, hysterical it's hysterical. And he's you know his MO lately uh not lately in in uh, after probably his first year or so in office is he's running right away from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> he made it so he, he got has he, not been seen. You like, have you to you have it. to love this this novella. You have to love that this generational uh situation where Joe Carollo brought down, effectively ended the political career of Xavier Suarez, Francis's father. Uh, after the 97 mayoral election, which was one of the most notorious, really to understand Miami of today, you have to go back to 97, 98, that really that whole stretch between 97. Well, you got to go, you got to go to Hulu and watch, um, it, it's still streaming the, uh, cause you got into that in, um, the oh, series in, uh, a little uh, bit in, H, you mean the, 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 uh, HBO, 537 HBO, they, votes. Yeah. yeah. Great, so you go from my favorite documentary of yours. Thank great, you. Well, great one. Thanks. But if you go to 97 mayoral election through Elyon, basically, you yeah. know, like, and when, and Joe Carollo was mayor, Joe Carollo became mayor, not because he was elected, but because Xavier Suarez's campaign was responsible for so much election fraud, so much election fraud that a judge simply said, 
After Xavier won, he said, right. you're not the winner anymore, Joe Carollo Mazeltov. Magatov, you are the, the mayor of Miami. What, and a, what a Sophie's choice that it's, is. It's, like, can you imagine? But like, but by the way, that 97 <laughs> mayoral election is the dawn Jesus. and is the is the is the kernel and the roots of a lot of the Republican talking points today about corruption yes, exactly. and, and, and fuckery in elections, the dead people voting, all that. That happened. They're right. It happened in Miami by Republicans in 1997. There is no widespread voter fraud beyond that. However, there was in 97 in the Miami mayoral election. And so and also Humberto Hernandez was that's that's just such a good story. You watch the if you have to confine it. Watch the 60 minutes Steve Croft report from 1998 called Welcome to Miami. It's a, it is be, the best 11 or 12 minutes you'll ever spend to understand not only Miami in the late 90s at the turn of the century, but Miami right now. And 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 uh Francis Suarez who's been treated by the media like with absurd levels of credulity. Silk, silk like credulity so, well, like that, just that's, like that's oh, thing. look what he's doing. He's so great. But it's like 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 he's just the nepo baby fail son of his dad instead of his own independent corrupt Entity, you know, Tomas, I I think about the way that um, the national media absorbs when they're not familiar, when they don't have the level of of familiarity that that, that Billy has or that local people have when they absorb a character like this. And I'm already having nightmares about the way that this guy is going to be presented on national media. And I feel like. Like, do you think that there's going to be a narrative of him, Mr. Mayor, plucky, upstart, you know, Republican well, look, city? Look, I don't know, but that's what he is trying to be like the Pete Buttigieg of like Miami, right? Like he's going to present himself as this like disruptor, innovative, like tech friendly mayor. Right. And he, I, you know, I, I, these people are so egotistical and narcissistic that I think he probably does believe he can catch fire and somehow become president. But the alternative is that. He raises a shit ton of money for his federal pack for a future endeavor, and maybe he gets like an ambassadorship or like a cabinet position or some yeah. administration job. So th- or he this comes is home the and runs here. for for governor, or comes yeah. home and runs yeah. for yeah. county Uses mayor. Uses the profile yeah. to j- but, jump up. Yeah. But our job is to fucking destroy this fucking grifter who has our de- job uh, was destroyed the city. You know I, what I mean? I, destroyed I, our institutions. Our, and lowered our quality of living substantially. Our job is to tell the truth. That well, is our job, but, but is to tr- tell the truth. But the truth would destroy this guy's reputation yeah. because if, if that's the so consequence of the truth, then so be it. But I, it's important because, you know, Miami is a town where the truth is hate and lies are love, where we don't have reality. We have realty. Okay. It's a sunny place for shady people. If I if I look outside right now and go, oh shit, it's raining and flooding. Go, you're a fucking hater, bro. It's like, no, I just looked no, outside I'm just and told. I'm being minimally observant is actually what I'm being. It's bro, like, don't come with well, that woke shit. Miami Miami coin lost 99% of its value and was delisted from the only exchange it, that 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 had it. You're a fucking hater, but it's like, no, I just told you a fact. That's why I said our job is simply to t- and in Miami in a place where you know it's such a facade and and we subsist from hustle to hustle because we have. Such such a transient population and it's lack an of institutional memory. Yeah. yeah, we have we like every. If you tell the truth, they're like, no, no, no. You're we're all in on this, right? It's a conspiracy yeah. of convenience. As long as we just, you know, it, it's like that town in, in in Breakdown, the Kurt Russell movie. Alfred Spellman, my producing partner, always says it. You know, like we, our job is you come into town, we're all in on it. We grab you by the ankles, we shake upside down, all your money falls out, and we send you on your on your merry way. And that's how Miami thrives, really, uh, from boom and bust to cy- uh, boom and bust uh, cycle. But like. Um, this people need to know who everybody is who's running for president. What's funny about it when he enters the race, which I anticipate next week, when he enters the race, he will be the third 
Republican presidential primary candidate currently under criminal investigation. Brilliant. <laughs> so <laughs> I, love I just I love this town. Should we, I think we should leave it there. Um, yeah, how about good. this, fellas? Well, we, we can end the main portion of the show there. How about a little bit of little round of Guess the Grifter? Oh. Yeah. All right. We're going to drop in. We some... need a theme. So we need theme yeah, music. Gonna, I have theme music. I have theme music. Okay. We're going to drop it in here. And now the hit, somewhat hit, <laughs> quiz show sensation sweeping the nation, or at least the audience of this niche Florida focused podcast. We have one of our favorite guests back, of course. Uh, Billy is here, and that means that it's time for another edition of Guess the Grifter. But this time, to make the Grifter. We only play this game with you, by the way. That's true, yeah. We only play it with you. <laughs> But this time, so contestant. This time to make the griftery goodness even gooder, and to honor our show's premise, we are proudly presenting Guess the Grifter Florida Edition. Here's how the game works: I will play the role of quizmaster or griftmaster, and our three contestants will each uh, get two chances to guess the grifter. If you cannot, the next contestant get, has a chance to steal. So we're going to start in al- alphabetical order and with deference and hospitality to our guest. Uh, let's get started with Guess the Grifter uh, with veteran Billy Corbin. So, Billy, this one's a little bit of a, I'm, I'm throwing you a little curveball. This is mm. a twofer. You're going to have to name two names to get one point. Mm. Um, ripped from the headlines. Let's begin with the GOAT, or according to some people who know more about soccer than me, the SGOAT. Uh, second greatest of all time. Um, yesterday, we learned that Argentinian soccer legend Lionel Messi will become the uh, late, the least dishonest billionaire in recent memory to take <laughs> his talents to South Beach. Or more accurately, no, I really do think that athletes are like the only honest billionaires out there. Because I mean, like, at least they fucking did something. Fuck, like yeah. at least there was something exceptional about them. Uh, Is it well, appropriate that Messi comes to Miami? <laughs> well, more accurately. He is going to be bring. He's going to be coming to Fort Lauderdale's iconic, historic Drive Pink Stadium, just off of scenic <laughs> Commercial Boulevard. Yes, that's right. Miami or Miami Dade and Broward. Enter Fort Lauderdale. Is now this general area is the center of the sports universe. Sadly, we come not to praise Miami FC, but to bury it. Uh, the pair of grifters that we have to thank or blame for foisting this parasitic soccer club on South Florida have come under recent fire over unpaid parking fees. Not exactly, but their first uh, since their first season, Miami FC has racked up some $1.3 million in unpaid fees. Inter, Inter-Miami, it's not Inter-Mi- Miami, what am I, I'm saying Miami FC is a different, Miami's a, a different uh, group. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't know soccer, guys. Um, according to Local 10 News, the city of Fort, Lauder- Fort Lauderdale is at loggerheads with our grifters over this unpaid sum. Now, uh, it's no longer welcome to use parking at nearby Lockhart Stadium, and patrons of the, cl- of the, uh, of the club are being relegated to, I guess, street parking. Um, some it's are the po- longest question in game show history. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you're hoping to see La Pulga live, get ready to pony up because our grifters in the past 24 hours, they have raised ticket prices from $29 to a robust $350 to see a game. Oh. Hmm. Um, it's so, inflation. So we're looking for two grifters here. One local boy who's made good and another from beyond the pond. Billy, guess the grifters. Uh, Jorge Moss. And David Beckham. Ding, ding, ding. That's right. Don't bend over for Beckham. Don't bend over for Beckham. I think we're going to be down undefeated. here bending over for Beckham Billy for Corey, quite yeah. some time. Undefeated. And, and I, should, I should admit, uh, consistent with uh, past Miami uh, uh, sports franchise owners who do not keep their promises, they have not built the park right. that they promised Fort Lauderdale when they got a sweetheart deal on Lockhart Stadium. From Local 10, the city of Fort Lauderdale had an existing parking agreement with Beckham. Uh, to allow them to, well, fuck it. I mean, like, what else do you have to say? They didn't pay out $1.3 million. Like, they didn't pay. No, it. it's not that they didn't pay. They want the city to waive it for to them. To waive it for them. That's now, what yeah, they want. Yeah. They're, like, they're like, why should we pay for permits? Do you know who <laughs> we, we are? are? <laughs> and and for Lauderdale's like, maybe you get away with this shit in Miami, <laughs> but this ain't Miami, honey. 
So next up is Jerry. And uh, Tomas, you have a chance to steal if Jerry can't do this. Um, from an overqualified- Odds are high, I'll be honest. <laughs> from an overqualified superstar setting a new South Florida precedent to an unqualified stupid guy being named a South Florida president. Uh, it's been announced that this grifter has been named the next president of South Florida State University, despite never doing an hour of postgraduate work in his life, oh. and despite having no significant educational experience in his career. This grifter earned fame in 2020 when, as a sitting Osceola County Commissioner, he was arrested for impersonating a deputy police officer after a contentious homeowners association meeting, which sounds like the most fucking Florida thing ever. Um, he was removed from his commission seat by DeSantis and then soon won a seat in the state legislature, uh, where he famously advanced legislation on DeSantis's behalf aimed at undermining Disney's self-governing Reedy Creek district. Of course, as we know, this person in charge of, uh, the person in charge of filling university vacancies is the state governor. So is this po appointment political quid pro quo? Who quid pro knows? All we know is this grifter continues failing upwards. Gerald, guess the grifter. And if not, Tomas, you can steal. By any chance, is it Fred Hawkins? It is Fred Hawkins. Whoa. Ding, 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 ding. Nice. All right. He's currently this representing this, District 42. This is why you gotta. This is why you gotta follow at Tomas Ken on Twitter. So <laughs> I was ready to it. steal yeah. it, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tomas, here comes yours. All right, you ready? Uh, I had to log into my alt account to catch up with this grifter due to the fact that my main uh, was blocked after I programmed it to respond to every one of his tweets with the words "car dildo." That might be a giveaway. Um, <laughs> This MAGA media goon and former NYPD cop has officially jumped from Team Trump and is among the vanishingly few freaks on the right. Uh, Are you talking about John Cordia? I thought the game was to let David finish the, Sorry, the endless yeah, questions. Yes, the endless questions. No, um, did you guys know? I, okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna just say the thing that I was gonna say. Did you guys know that now there are rumors swirling that John was actually the leaker of the DeSantis audio <laughs> yes. uh, from the donor meeting? So no. he yeah, might be a that, man with no country. Because only, if only Chris, and Christina Pusha invited him. By if the way, only, if only your uh, back that Bob. If only your listeners could see my shocked face right now. <laughs> yeah. Billy is agog. Um, yeah, and it is his turn. His jaw hey. came unhinged, and Francis Suarez like walked down his unrolled tongue to try to hawk more Bitcoin. <laughs> so far, you guys are hitting hitting a perfect game. Um, Billy, we're going back to you. All right. Oh, what a fall for this once promising GOP upstart congresswoman elected for the first time at the age of fifty eight, which made her a, basically a spring chicken, spring spring chicken in Congress. Mm -hmm. Uh, as a centrist, she is undeniably photogenic and um, replacing an ineffective, abjectly corrupt single-term Democrat. Uh, but now she's found herself in somewhat lukewarm water after missing numerous reporting deadlines and failing to disclose her own stock trades, something that she rightly criticized her Democratic predecessor for doing. Billy, this. guess uh, the grifter. Maria Elvira Salisa. That's right. Who loves Fidel. <laughs> She loves it. <laughs> so from Raw Story, uh, Maria Elvira Salazar, the Florida congresswoman who blasted her Democratic uh, predecessor. Yeah, again, once again, she's done this a few times, has forgotten to or was late in um, disclosing her spouse's uh, but oh, do but, you know well, why, David? Because Fidel Castro and the <laughs> communists are coming to get us and we have to stop it. Oh, God. So, um, what fucking what? Tomas, what do you know what decade is it? Can you can you guess? Can you guess what she was trading? Uh, oh. I don't know some healthcare shit. Miami coins. That's a really that's a really <laughs> good guess. But no, next era. 
the parent oh, company. FPNL. Oh, FPNL. That's right. Holy shit. Um, just, that was a Miami connection. That was a Florida connection. I went to... Florida within Florida. Florida Inception. There's there's this... there's On Benzinga.com, there's this interesting... Florida Pillage and Loot. Yeah. That's, that's what Michael Grunwald calls it. There is a interesting um, fun, AI function on, um, on Benzinga. Uh, they have an AI congressional tracker for what Congress people are are um, are investing in, brother. When I tell you that she has done 1.2 million dollars of trades in the last four months, and almost all of it is in the energy sector, and almost all of it is next era. And um, by the way, I, as I recall, she was broke as fuck before she was elected. She like there was no like more. Ha- it was like houses in foreclosure. There was like shady she got shit. A, she got a half million dumped on her by a company called Kano Health. Or Kano Health, which is oh, uh, yeah, that's why, I took, really? that's why I took the health <laughs> oh, to basically yeah. host a podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> One of these SPAC companies out of Coral Gables. Yes. You don't say. Hmm, who has a who has a actually a, a pretty robust working relationship with a previous subject of um, guest the grifter, whose name now I can't fucking remember because he doesn't matter to me anymore. Life, Mr. Football Stadium, Ruiz. Life, Ruiz. Wallet. John Ruiz. Ruiz. Yes, the, okay. the the homie. That's yeah. right. They like there's this weird like thing of this sort of like I don't know, this pool of money. they loan the companies loan each other money through yes. these like sh- uh, these different shady spacks and they're all like you can just you can just picture them all at, like some cigar bar and Coral Gables going and then I'll give you 60 million and then you'll do this and then we'll do that. And meanwhile, one day we're going to do a this whole is, This is like a penny this, stock yeah. this company that on any given day will suddenly be up 8% on no news. Mm. And you're like 8% on a company that has failed to file timely uh, financial reports, a company that just announced that all of its previous financial reports are inaccurate and cannot be trusted based on their accounting <laughs> methodology. And it went up 8% it went today up again. to like 62 cents. It's like, what, on no news? You know what does that? Not a real company. Watch Wolf of Wall Street for more information on this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Gerald, it is your turn. And ooh, we're going to ruffle some feathers amongst our, our listenership with this one. Um, all right, so... Now, I was unable to find, Domas, maybe you know about this, but any Florida-specific Democratic primary polling. I don't think it exists right now. But if there was any, I don't think I'd be going out on a limb when I say that this grifter would be at least kind of close to Sleepy Joe. This grifter is famously anti-vax, but he'd probably prefer if we think of him as as (laughs) anti-war. This is too easy. No, do it. I want to (laughs) hear. So he doesn't live in the Sunshine State. uh, So why include him in this guest, the grifter? Because in recent weeks, it's come to light that granddaddy of floridical political grifting, swinging Dick Nixon tattoo having right wing fixer and human adjacent life form Roger Stone was actually the one behind uh, his his candidacy. And his wife is a Florida woman. And his wife is a Florida. from Florida. Oh, I didn't know that. There See, there's it. a connection too. Um, <laughs> always a Florida connection. Always. always. Stone working alongside fellow Florida man and polo shirt enthusiast Steve Bannon have turned our <laughs> grifter into a Nepo baby Kanye. <laughs> Uh, he's he's also receiving a hearty endorsement from honorary Florida man Alex Jones. Uh, Jerry, guess the grifter. It has to be none other than Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert F. Oh, Kennedy Jr. Boom, baby. You got it. <laughs> all right. So now, Tomas, comes down to you, even though you guys oh. are all just going to tie because I made this as a sort of, you know, exercise for everybody feeling good. Um, I feel good. <laughs> our final grifter is an esoteric one. And you really have to be brain poisoned with Florida politics to know his name. So who better than our own Tomas Kennedy to answer? Uh, Now, I say that this grifter is esoteric, but maybe it would be better to describe them as emblematic, emblematic of the normalized quid pro quo in the state, 
of the revolving door between public service, private sector paychecks, and the institutions that ride the rails between the two. Um, this grifter comes from the realm of jurisprudence and was appointed to the Florida Supreme Court in 2008, became the chief in 2012, mm. uh, was appointed to a very crucial role with Citizens United Insurance uh, just a few months ago, and is now piecing the fuck out to go into the public sector for law and is going to, uh, by the way, uh, with this blue, I don't want to give away the, the agency, but it, with the firm, but it is a uh, white shoe firm that is going to not just allow, but encourage him to um, continue to work in the exact same areas that he uh, was working you know, with Citizens United, which for those of you that don't know is a quasi public entity, is basically the same as working in the fucking public sector. Um, so this one is a little tougher, D. I, I forgot the name, but you gave it out when you said the fo former Florida Chief Supreme. Yeah, it's yeah. Ricky Polston. Yeah. Ricky Polston, everybody. Mm. Um, so the grifteriest thing, like I said about Polston's new gig, is that according to Florida Politics reporting, it's crazy. He's going to be allowed to work for clients in the insurance sector. He was just, which by the way is going great in Florida. All insurance is fine. <laughs> like it's, it's it's awesome. Uh, see our what third second episode on this yeah, with yeah. Anas Kamani <laughs> exactly, for more information. Yeah. I feel like someone needs to do a really deep dive into. CNN had a story that 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 kind of got in got into it a little bit, but uh, Florida's hidden taxes. Yeah, because you know the the, the notion that this is just a, a cheap place to live oh, um, no. is is or cheaper is is ludicrous, particularly combined with the the ability to of like revenue generation, like the, like what the what jobs pay right. in in this market. What it's you can just, expect, yeah. yeah. But then, but like people just it's it's. I mean, between the cost of housing, but there's a, we are the number one toll road state in the union. Yeah, more miles of toll roads than any other uh, state. And what do you get for that? There's, the deadliest experience driving, because right. we are also the most dangerous, dangerous. place to get into a <laughs> yeah. car. But then you know, and and then and then uh, ranks at the bottom for public education. So that so you have to go, you have to send your kids to private school if you want to have a family here. Um, you have. Uh, if you can get homeowners insurance or flood insurance or the, it is the most expensive. Uh, healthcare costs are completely out of control. While the quality of the healthcare being provided is is going to drop precipitously because you're not going to have real doctors who want to practice medicine in a state that doesn't allow them yep. to offer life saving healthcare to their patients and wait for women to bleed in the fucking you know uh, waiting room or whatever uh, in order before they admit them. And like people are just real. Real people, yeah. real doctors are not going to want to do this. So you're going to have, again, high high cost, low quality. Yeah. High cost, low quality. But that is Florida's motto. That's All right. I think that's a good place to leave it. And let's you drink. Can, you can keep this. All, yeah. Going back full circle to the beginning of this conversation, I need a fucking drink. Let's go. I think we all do. <laughs>